Happy Friday, Story Fam. I'm so glad you're tuning in today. Thank you for joining me for today's Friday Grace and Truth. Today's question that's uh, really been on my mind for quite some time now is, uh, is the Bible only human? Is the Bible only human? And I guess another way of saying that is, is the Bible flawed? Is, does the Bible, uh, you know, is it imperfect? And when taken at face value, the Bible offers skeptical readers plenty of reasons to walk away, scratching their heads. Take this little nugget, for example, from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. If two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand. Show her no pity. Now, just to be clear, in the event of a struggle, I've given my wife permission to do whatever is necessary to help me survive the fight because my next fight will be my first. <laughs> but the question here is, why in the world would the word of God call for such a savvy and helpful wife to lose her hand? Incidentally, uh, my favorite translation of this passage is the old King James Version, which awkwardly reads this way. When men strive together one with another, and the wife of the one draweth near for to deliver her husband out of the hand of him that smiteth him, and putteth forth her hand, and taketh him by the secrets, then thou shalt cut off her hand. <laughs> taketh him by the secrets. Uh, it's my new favorite Bible verse. That's just so good. Now, for many skeptics and free thinkers, it's hard to take the Bible seriously sometimes. It's nearly impossible for them to believe that the one true God would endorse a book containing such a comically outmoded passage like this one. But this is why biblical literacy is just so important. When you understand how to read the Bible, how to interpret what you're reading, it really comes as no surprise to you that its narrative can occasionally seem a little ridiculous or a little temperamental or maybe lacking in detail. After all, it was written by human beings, real people who had some real pain and some real problems and some real limitations. Christians believe the people who wrote the Bible were inspired by God. In fact, we say that every word of scripture is God-breathed. That's from 2 Timothy 3.16. But that doesn't mean um, that we believe the Bible, the entire thing, fell from heaven as a finished product, you know, in the King's English, gilded pages and all. It means that God inspired all the stories, all the laws, the songs, and the prophecies that make up our scriptures, and he inspired them as they were being written, and he still inspires them now as they're being read and interpreted by his people. The divine inspiration of scripture does not preclude the fact that God's perfect message for the world passed through a human filter. You can't read the Bible without seeing its raw humanity. The sporadic examples of textual discrepancies, the occasional shocking misogyny, and the examples of extreme violence leap right off its pages. This undeniable fact terrifies biblically insecure Christians and causes them to get defensive. But we should never see the humanity of Scripture as a threat to its veracity. The question is not whether the human element sullies the original Word of God. Instead, we should be asking, does the humanity of Scripture damage its integrity? 
and I don't believe it does. Before I became a Christian, I used what I thought were flaws in the Bible to poke holes in the truth claims that Christians hold dear. And I would play gotcha with Christians. You know, I would question, for example, why the four gospel writers disagree on the order of events in Jesus's life. Couldn't they get this right? If it's real, did Jesus famously turn over the tables in the temple toward the end of his life, as Matthew and Mark suggest, or was it at the very beginning of his ministry, as uh, John suggests? Luke says there were two angels in Jesus's tomb on Easter morning, but Matthew and Mark say there was only one. Which is it? John, the only gospel writer who was actually at Jesus's tomb on Easter morning, he didn't even mention the presence of angels at all, which seems like a rather glaring omission. And in my days of disbelief, I used to think that these obvious discrepancies represented the proverbial nail in the coffin for the Bible. No thinking person could ever accept this seemingly internally inconsistent collection of ancient books as authoritative or as divinely inspired, you know? But in reality, it's just not that simple. Once my life changed in Capernaum in 2013, I began to revisit some of my deepest doubts specifically about the Bible. God's Spirit led me to begin asking some different questions. Instead of, why would a perfect God write such an imperfect book? I started asking, you know, if the standard of biblical truth was the absolute absence of discrepancies, then why didn't the early Christians or the translators ever clean up the canon? That was another thing I used to say is that the translators and the first Christians, they just took liberties with what they call the Bible. And they put some books in and kept some books out. They edited it at will. If that's the case, why wouldn't they have cleaned it up to make it more seamless? Well, in my days of dark cynicism, I often wondered aloud how any educated person could respect a book as apparently human as the Bible. And then after that moment in 2013, my personal come to Jesus moment, I realized that it's precisely the Bible's humanity that speaks to my skeptical heart the most. Any holy book of any religion that is said to be anything other than human filtered is a fraud from the start. It's not the human element, but the supposed lack of it that negates the sacredness of so-called sacred texts. Anything short of a humanized holy book is mere magic. It's the stuff of fairy tales that we read to restless children until they finally give up and go to sleep. Or worse, it's the stuff of false religions that we preach to restless adults until they do. The only Bible worth believing is God-breathed and human-filtered. In my cynicism, I used to think of the Bible as an imperfect book that was written for people who think they're perfect. But since the day I surrendered my life to Jesus, I've come to see that the Bible is actually the perfect book for people who know they're imperfect. If you call yourself a Christian, but the Bible isn't really a part of your daily life, I want to tell you that you're missing out on the best part. And these days, we really have no excuse because there are so many great resources at our fingertips. Study Bibles and podcasts and great teachers on YouTube and so much more. So I encourage you to find the resources that spark your interest and make scripture a part of your day, every day. I love y'all and I hope you have a great weekend. I'll see you Sunday morning 
online at 845-945-1105 at thestory.church slash watch. Love you guys. Bye, everybody.